Discover personally how the Word of God can affect a change in your life through the ministry of Apostle E.A. Ajay. Apostle E.A. Ajay is the founder and pastor of Devotional Light Church. He is also the founder of the Jesus the Answer campaign and an author of several best-selling books. Devotional Light Church is a vibrant church with people full of first love for the Lord. Now listen to E.A. Ajay. Today I'm teaching on a subject that I've entitled Know Your Christ. Know your Christ. I'm coming from an angle. We, we will start today. We will continue next week. Today, I'm coming from the angle that you might, to show you about your Christ, to know about him, who he is. Amen. Because sometimes we can forget who he is. Amen. And sometimes, you see, when you forget who Christ is, then you will end up being in trouble. Amen. Uh, so you must know your Christ. Amen. It's important you know your Christ. It's important you are aware of what your Christ. It's like the church. Sometimes you can easily forget what the church is and why the church. Because the importance of the church is purely and purely and purely only what? About what? No. No. Okay, yes, salvation. But heaven and hell, that's all. If there's no heaven and hell, there, there, no need. There will be no need for the church. Amen. So the importance of the church is heaven and hell. Amen. Everything else is plus, which is salvation. Amen. Which is Christ, because he's the only source. Amen. Praise the Lord. Because sometimes we, we can forget the real what? Purpose. Amen. Praise the Lord Jesus. So know your what? Christ. Know your Christ. Today, I don't know how you go, but maybe you won't read much of the scripture. Ronaldo, can, can I? Where's Ronaldo? Okay. When she comes, can I have her to make ready in case I want her to display the scriptures? Amen. Um, because of how the message is. Amen. So know your what? Christ. You have to know your Christ. John 3, 16. John 3, 16. John 3, 16. So I want you to know your Christ. Amen. Amen. The word Christ means Savior. Savior. The Savior. The Messiah. So know your Savior. Know your what? Savior. Savior. Know your Messiah. Amen. Mm. John 3, 16. Amen. John mm -hmm. 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Amen. Amen. So for God so loved the world that he gave his what? Only begotten what? Son. Amen. That whosoever believe in him will not what? perish but have everlasting life. So God loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. 
note the word only. That's why today I'm interested. Note the word only. It's very important. And note the word begotten. So God has only one begotten son. We are all sons of God. Sons of Adam. Sons of Jonah. Uh, Noah. Yeah. Because remember Noah brought us. Even though we started from Adam. Amen. So we are sons of God. Because, you see, the same word have different meaning. So last I was teaching you that if somebody says something, ask the person, what do you mean by this? You see, so what does it mean for me to be a son of God? I, the man who gave birth to me is called Emmanuel, J-T-A-J. Uh, sorry, it's Abraham. <laughs> Ajay the man who gave back birth to me. You see, one time I went to Ghana, they say my legs, everything looks like my father's legs. You see, the woman who gave birth to me is called Felicia. Amen. So, I am a son of Felicia. And what? Abraham. No, Abraham. Abraham, yeah, Abraham, my father's name, yeah. Abraham. You see, they gave birth to me. That's why I don't look the same as Dora. Dora, look how she is. She didn't choose it because the father and the mother look different from my father and my mother. You understand? So, when we say we are the sons of God, we are the sons of God only because we have accepted God as our father. So, we've given God the authority over us as our father. Everybody on this earth is, is a creator, a creation of God. But not every human being is a child of God. So a child of God, you accept God as a father. Then you become a son. Because you know we have types of son, adopted son, God's son, blah, 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 blah. You understand? So uh, God is my father because I have accepted him as a father. So I have become a son to him. So when we say we are child or children of God, it's a decision, it's an agreement, it's a covenant. You, you understand? So that's what means a child of God. It's not a post. It's not a title. But you see, Jesus is a begotten son. It's not an adopted. It's not a covenant like mine. He's a begotten, meaning God brought him forth. Just as my father brought me forth. You see, I am made up of the sperm and the eggs of my father and my mother respectfully i needed both without both i wouldn't exist you understand that's why you can trace my dna to my father but you see jesus is made up of god's word and the egg of what mary he was not made up of joseph's sperm you know jesus had other brothers all his brothers are made up of the sperm of joseph and the eggs of what? Mary. But Jesus alone is made up of the word of God. And what? The eggs of what? Mary. So Jesus is begotten. God brought him forth. That's the meaning of begotten. And there is only one begotten son on earth. And Jesus is the only begotten. 
begotten son of God. That's why only he, his body, did not see decay. The body itself went up. Because God cannot rot. God cannot decay. That's why his body is seated on the right hand side of God now. So none of the people who claim to be Christ, Messiah, are begotten. They are flesh like you. Yes. So Jesus is the only begotten son. When we say begotten son, he is birthed by the father, not of sperm. Yeah. Do you know it is the man that determines whether the child will be a, a male or female? Yeah. It's not the woman. It's the man that determines. It's the sperm that determines. Yes. That's why we name after the man. Yeah. That's why we trace. So Jesus is God. It's God. Son, begotten, direct. Direct. That's what it means. So the Christ, your Christ, is the only begotten son. This makes him unique. This sets him apart from all others. It is an error and insulting to compare the only begotten son with a human being like Muhammad, with a human being like Buddha. It is insulting. It is insulting. It is very very disrespectful so there's no other like Jesus there's many like me many like me yeah many like you but there's none like what Jesus so he is the only begotten son of God you see this your Christ this Jesus He's not only called Jesus. Yes. Matthew chapter 1 verse 23 to 25. Amen. Matthew chapter 1 verse 23 to 25. Amen. He's also called Emmanuel. Amen. He's called Emmanuel. Note, he's not only called Jesus. It's important you know this. He's also called what? Emmanuel. Amen. 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 Please Amen. read it for us. Matthew Ma- chapter 1, 23 to 25. Matthew chapter 1, verse mm-hmm. 23 to 25. Mm-hmm. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, mm-hmm. which means God with us. Mm-hmm. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. Mm-hmm. But he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son. And he gave him the name Jesus. So when Mary gave birth to the only begotten, he called him what? Jesus. But the angel said he will also be called what? Emmanuel. The meaning of Emmanuel means what? God is with us. So Jesus is also called Emmanuel. Jesus means the Savior. And Emmanuel means God is with us. He's not only called Emmanuel. He's not only called Jesus. He's also called Isaiah. He's also, put Isaiah on the screen, amen. Isaiah 9 verses. He's also called Wonderful Counselor. His name is called Wonderful what? Counselor. I say names have what? 
meaning look on the screen look on the screen jesus is also called everlasting father he's also called prince of peace he's also called mighty god you see so jesus our christ he's not only called jesus he's not only called emmanuel but he is called for unto us a child is born unto us a son is given that statement alone i think i i did explain it years ago he said his name shall be called wonderful counselor i don't know why they brought comma but it's the same the mighty god the everlasting father the prince of peace so all these are the names of jesus you see that is why we are able to mention his name in every language because Emmanuel means God is with us what's the meaning you can translate God is with you in any language the tribe I'm from their specialists are that yeah Maule is a name Maule means God with us God with us all their names is translated local but it's just a word you know Maule means God is there God exists Nigerians name to are good at that. You understand? So he's not only called Jesus. He's not only called Emmanuel. He's called what? Mighty God. He's called everlasting father. He's called prince of peace. He's called wonderful counselor. And mighty God and everlasting father is not a blasphemy because he is the word of God that came into life. You understand? The only reason we always mention the name Jesus and we don't mention the Prince of Peace or the Mighty God or the Everlasting Father or we don't mention Emmanuel because God, out of all his name, chose the, the name Jesus above all other names. That's the only reason we keep mentioning what? Jesus. Because God has chosen it above all other names. Let's read it. Amen. Praise the Lord Jesus. Are you with me? Okay. Um, Philippians chapter 2. Amen. Chapter 2 verse 9 to 11. Philippians chapter 2 verse 9 to 11. Amen. Because if you are going to know somebody, it starts by knowing his name. Yeah. When you go higher in life, do you know one of the things they teach you? <laughs> you see, when you go higher in life, when you start dealing with very important people, because people are important, yeah, one of the first things they teach you is whatever the person calls himself, always address the person by what he calls himself. Because, you see, the way you call a person can offend the person. You wouldn't know, but the way you called him, he's offended. Everything you brought is known. So if the person calls himself Dr. Dr. Isaiah, when you're addressing the person, Dr. Dr. Isaiah. Yeah. If he calls himself Brother Dr. Bishop King Mexican Isaiah, when you are calling him doctor, 
It has got nothing to do. Whether he is or not, it has got nothing to do with you. He says that's his name. Even most of us, we got offended even if people are not able to pronounce our name right. Once we know deep down heart that they can't, different accent, different tongue, but we still get offended. You see, so to know somebody, to have a good relationship with somebody, people don't start with addressing the person rightly when it comes to his name. You see, so read it for us. Two to nine. Amen. Mm-hmm. Philippians chapter 2, verses 9 to 11. Yeah, 9 to 11. Yeah. Amen. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Amen. Amen. So the reason why we stick to one of his name, this particular name, Jesus, is because that name, Jesus, has been lifted up above all other names. So common sense teaches us to always use the name above all other names. Note that the name that is lifted up is specific. The name what? Jesus. The ten. The ten. Amen. The name what? Jesus. But the name Jesus itself means God saves. God saves or God is salvation. That's what it means. You, you, you understand? So the name Jesus is, the, is his name, is the, Hebrew, uh, the Greek translation of God saves. Amen. The Hebrew is Yeshua. God saves. Please, do you understand? So he doesn't have only one name, but the name Jesus, because by the name Jesus, every knee shall bow. You see? So when even other religion, whenever they mention a certain name, they say, peace be upon it. They respect and value that name that is equivalent to a human name. How much more as the name Jesus? Do we value the name Jesus? We mess with it. We call it anyone. Meanwhile, we have been commanded not to mention the name of God in vain. I've thought only on the name Jesus. You see that the name Jesus is the name of God himself that he gave. The Father himself that he gave to the Son. And if you don't respect the name and believe the name, it won't work. But this is the power of the name. That is why there is a strong attack against this name Jesus today that you shouldn't use it. You shouldn't use it. So the name Jesus is above every other name. It's not an ordinary name. The nine, the nine, it's not an ordinary name. Wherefore God has exalted him and given him a name which is above every name. Jesus is not a fan name. That's why we don't name our children Jesus. It's too great a name to give to a human. And say, by the mention of the name Jesus, work with me please. Every knee shall bow. Things of heaven, things in earth and things under the earth. That's why no matter when I'm praying, you hear me say, anything under the earth. God, there are things under the earth. And there are things on this earth. Oh, and things in the heavens. Oh. Who bow, meaning they react to this name. So your Christ, the name Jesus, is not an ordinary name. 
most of you, when you even hear your parent name, you run. Isn't it? When you're in the house, for example, maybe your mother say, wash the dishes, and you have been washing, and you are playing here, mommy's coming, you begin to. You just hear the name, isn't it? Yeah. Praise the Lord Jesus. Now, Christ, Christ is his title. Christ is not his name. Christ means the Messiah. You see, and you must understand this. Because, you see, many people seek to be the Messiah. Buddha was seeking to be the Messiah. Muhammad was seeking to be the Messiah. A lot of people seek, Messiah means the anointed one, the savior, the one given. But he is the only Messiah. There's, there can't be two Messiahs. So Christ is his title that was given to him. So all the prophecy he fulfilled was not to show he was Jesus, but was to show that he is the Christ, the Messiah. They were not against him because he was the Jesus. They were against him because he was the Messiah. Because he said, I am the Savior, the anointed one. The one you've been waiting for, the one to God. Let's read it, please. Let's read it, amen. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Jesus. Mm. So, Messiah is what? His what? Title. Amen. Mm. Okay. I think I didn't bring that one down. Or is it here? Go to the 11 lesson. It's not at the 11. Okay. Okay. I didn't bring, I didn't write that scripture. But the, the uh, Messiah means what? He is what? That Christ is what? His what? Title. You understand? It means what? His title. That's why we say in the name of Jesus. That's why sometimes we say Jesus Christ. That's why this, I'm saying know your Christ. Know your Messiah. Know your Savior. That's why you, you have so many names. That's why we don't name Jesus. Because it's a special name. I know there are countries that name that. But we English people, we don't use it. That's why, you see, you see we Christian, we name Abraham, we name David, but we don't name Jesus. We don't, we don't name Jesus. Now, the next thing I want you to know is this your Savior, this your Christ. Jesus is the invincible image of God. When he was on earth, when you look into the scripture, he is everything God is. You see, God, you can't see God. He's a spirit. But God came in the form of Christ. Amen. Let's read the Colossians chapter 1, verse 15. So it means that if you want to know God, if you want to see God, look at Jesus. So when people ask questions, some of them, sometimes, some are joking. I know sometimes some are also being foolish. Amen. So when they ask questions like, so does God marry or who is God's wife? It's, it's a silly question. Yes. Because you see, God don't marry. So when you look at Jesus, he didn't marry. No. Amen. You see, 
Jesus was the painting of God for us. Read it for us, please. Mm -hmm. Colossians chapter 1, verse 15. Mm -hmm. The Son is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. So the Son, we know who the Son is. John 3, 16. Is what? The image of what? The invisible God. He is the image. So how the works Jesus did on earth, the priority of Jesus, that is God. The way Jesus related with people, was mingling with people, that is God. That is God. That is God. I read a book long time ago. The title of the book is When God Walked the F. When God Walked the F. It was written by Regina. When God Walked the F. And he had a revelation, a, a dream. Not even a dream, a trance. God was showing him that when Jesus was on earth, it was him who was walking on earth. And he, in that book, he began to show scriptures. And it's like, wow, the scripture was saying it clearly. But when you read, it's beautiful. When God walked the earth, a small book. When God walked the earth. Yeah, yeah. So Jesus is the invincible image of God. That's why several times Jesus will see him. If you see him, me, you've seen God. That's why he said, how do you, blah, 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 maybe you read it. How do you ask you want to see God? So Jesus is the invisible image. So now when you come to God and you think of anyone, all those people who claim they are the source of God, when you, 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 you liken them to Jesus, it, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't, because the gap is too big. The gap is too big. You see, when you put especially even the, the life of Jesus and you put the life of other religions, nothing should tell you. Nothing should, even the physical by comparison, to choose other religion. You know, Jesus is not only found in the Bible. You find it in historic books. Like, you remember, he, left, he lived in the Middle East. So, especially the Babylonia, which is now, you know, Nebuchadnezzar kingdom. That's where now Syria and all those places, Iraq and all those places are there. They, they have something called the Talmud, which has been found. And it documents all those. Because remember, Israel went to exile there. When you put the life of Jesus, for example, Jesus didn't commit murder. There was no sin in him. The Bible said they couldn't find sin in him. <laughs> you understand? And you put the life, you will see you will see, you will see that even the natural, why will you choose somebody apart from? So if you want to see God, you just have to look at Jesus. You want to understand God, understand Jesus. You want to know what God's priority is, look at what God, you want to know God's nature, look at Jesus because he is the invincible image of God or the image of the invincible God, the God you can't see. Jesus' image. Please, you understand. And Jesus is not only what? The invincible what? Image of God. Amen. But Jesus and God are one. John 10, 30. Jesus and God are one. They are not divided. They are one. Amen. They are not what? Divided. divided. They are one. What does it mean 
that they are one. As I said now, people, people shows that they are one because they are inseparable. They are inseparable. It's like your spirit and your body is united. You can't separate it. You understand? So Jesus said, I and my father are one. Are one. Are one. When you read John chapter 1 verse 1 to 2. John chapter 1 verse 1 to 2. It said, in the beginning. Watch on the screen. Today use the screen a little bit. Amen. It said, in the beginning was the word. Note is capital W. So he's talking about in the beginning was the Bible. Capital W means the word of God. And that word of God was with God. And that word was God. The two. Amen. And he said the same was what? In the beginning with what? God. Amen. So he, NIV. NIV maybe. He said the same was. So this word is now being called a person. So that and I make you see that this word he was with God in the beginning. So the word, the word, now is we are being told the word is what a person, a human being. So this word was with God, but this word was God. And when you read the John one fourteen, it said this word came to dwell among us, and we beheld. He said the word became flesh. And made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory. The glory of the one and only. Who came from the father full of grace and truth. We know the one and only. The one and only is what? Jesus. Not but the one and only begotten son. So in other words, this word. The word is Jesus. Coming. And dwell among us. So Jesus is God's word. That came in the form of a human being. It's like my father's sperm coming in the form of me. That's exactly what it is. And dwell among me. Amen. So the word, the only difference is my sperm is different from my father, but I still have traces. But Jesus, the word is God. So he and the father, they are one. So when we say Jesus is God, we are saying that on earth he was 100% man at the same time, 100% God. We are saying that you cannot separate him from God. You can't separate my spirit from my body or my soul from my body. All work together. We are not divided. We are not divided. Please, do you understand? So Jesus, Jesus is the word of God that came in the flesh. So he and the Father are one because he is the only begotten of the Father. Because he is the invincible image of God. No one, read every literature on religion. No one, this has never been said about anyone. This has never been said about anyone. And no one has been able to say that. No one has been able to say that. Because this is for the only begotten. That is why when you see Jesus. Amen. Okay. That is why 
when you see Jesus, you have seen God. John 14 verse 9. The same for John 14 verse 9. Amen. When you see Jesus, you have seen God. That is why to know God is to know Jesus. Yes, a person asked me a question. He said, why is that you people, you don't talk about God and you talk about Jesus, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you remember that question. You don't remember it. Okay. But you see, you cannot know God without Jesus. To know God, you must know Jesus. Because he is the invincible image of God. So look at what he said. He said, don't you know me, Philip? When Philip was asking and said, after I've been with you such a long time, anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Because Philip told Jesus, show us God. He said, this is me. Yeah, this is me. This is me. So he said, how can you say that? Because I'm the invincible image of God. I and the Father are one. I am the word of God, which is God, that have come in the flesh to dwell among you. Several times Jesus will say, I do only what God is doing. I say only what God say. I, I'm, not, I'm not doing my will, but the will of God. Several times he will say it. Because they are one. They are not divided. Look at certain religion. I beg you, do you see anything godly in that religion? One of the religion. Everything is about distraction. Everything is about oppressive. Even women are considered less human. What is God about this? Another of the religion. You will only have dreams of demons, snakes, and things. Buffeting you at night. Having sex with you throughout. Is anything God there? And adopt that religion. Always chiming rituals. Hey, depression. So when I see someone say, I want to find God for myself, and he's leaving Christ or Christian background. Yeah, it's a. It's a one of the greatest fooling. Yeah. It's like leaving United Kingdom and going to Haiti and say you want to find riches for yourself. You want to find riches for yourself. Hey, what is tried and tested? Certified. The problem is now, it's like we don't know our Christ. Yes, it's like we don't know our Christ. Because if you hear our songs, if you hear our conversation, our priority is like we don't know our Christ. If you hear what we are willing to sacrifice and what we are sacrificing for, it, it, it signals like we don't know our Christ. It, it's not a gimmicks. It's not a gimmicks. It's not a club. It's not a society. It's not. It's not. It's not about money. It's not about money. It's not about money. Yeah. 
It's not about money. The Holy Spirit reminded me two weeks ago. He said, remember, it's not about money. It's not about money. Because he said to me, when you were 30-something years, you have no less than five properties. Me, I had more than less. Not passed on by parent, myself. No mortgage, fully paid. So it's not about money. It's not about money. If it's money, this is too hard a way. Too hard a way. Too hard a way. Too hard a way. Extreme. Too hard a way. It's not about money. It's not about gimmicks. It's not about gimmicks. So Jesus, you see him, you see God. You cannot see God without seeing Jesus. You can't know God without knowing Jesus. You can know other spirit beings. Yes, there are a lot of spirits. Yes. But not God without knowing Jesus. Sometimes even listen to the name they call their God. That should tell you that it is not God Almighty. Amen. It is not God Almighty. You can't know God without knowing what Jesus. It also means that you cannot know God outside the Bible. Because he is the word. In the beginning was the word. And the word was God. And the word became flesh and dwelt. So if you want to know him, you can never know him outside the Bible. You can't know him by gifts. You cannot know him by anointing. You can't know him outside the Bible. Because he is the Bible. Living word. He is the living word. The word that was in action. Living. Please do we get it? So Jesus, your Jesus, your Savior, if you want to know him, look into this. If you want to know God, look to Jesus. But how do you look to Jesus? Look into this. <laughs> Should I drive one? Acts chapter 2 verse 36. I want you to know your Christ. I want you to know your Christ. So when you are afraid, when you panic, don't feel shy to say, Jesus. <laughs> don't be feel shy to, most of you are afraid to say Jesus when you are panicking, when you are in fear. Say it. Believe it. Because to you, that name is above all other names. Yeah. Let's read it, please. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Amen. Acts 2.36 Therefore, let all Israel be assured of this. God has made this Jesus whom you crucified, both Lord and Messiah. Amen. So this was the scripture I was looking for. Yes. So God has made this Jesus what? The Lord and Messiah. The name Lord means what? Messiah. So this one says both Lord and Christ. So it is God that made Jesus the Savior. He didn't choose to be the Savior. 
Abraham was very good. Moses was very anointed. Elisha was very great. But he never said he's the what? The Messiah, the Christ. But we have other men who claim to be the Christ and people are following them. As you can hear. But only God can make one Christ. So God made Jesus. Both Lord and Christ. That's why I said Christ is what? His what? Title. He is the Christ. There's only one Christ. And the word Lord means master. Master. He is the master. So know that when you come to Jesus, when you are dealing with Jesus, you are not dealing with your age mate. You are not dealing with your colleague. You are dealing with a master, your master. And until he become your master, you will struggle with him. Anytime you are relating with anyone who is your master and you don't relate with the person as a master, your life becomes difficult. God has made him master and savior. You can't lead your master. You cannot dictate to your master. Your master can always do without you. The master will need and is always going to teach you things. So Jesus is the master. He is the master. Don't forget that. Because it's like we forget. It's like we are not even aware of him. In Ghana, the relationship of a master, you can see it clear. Because you see, in Ghana, we still call bosses master. Especially those who are artisans. Those who are learning skilled work. They don't call their bosses manager. Your manager is your master. You see, you can call it another any name, but it means master. You can call your supervisor any name, but it means master at work. So in the Ghana, like the mechanic call his boss master. When you go then they call, yes, master. Master. Because what the master will say, final. The master is training. He doesn't talk back. When you come to the masons, they, they don't call the bosses, bosses, or they call them master. Master. He is the master. Masters are in the world. You can call them any name. Yes. It doesn't change the fact. But know that your Lord is a master. Jesus is a master. And he's not only a master. He is also the way. He is the way. He is not a way. John 14 verse 6. He is not like the way. He is the way. Meaning when it comes to Jesus. With Jesus Christ. You cannot show you cannot dictate. You cannot choose. He is the way and the truth and the life. 
He's not like a way. He's not one of the way. Not the word. The word there. You, those of you who are teachers, what does the word there mean? Oh. Exactly. Final, isn't it? He is the way. Maybe this King James would have been better. He is what? The way. The truth. The life. The life. So you come to Jesus and you want another way. You are joking. The way will never change. You see, the way will never change. The way, do you understand the way? The way from here to Gatwick ever, will it change for you? You give all, have all the genuine reasons. Will it change for you? That's the meaning of the way. Infinite. Definite. He is the truth. Meaning anything outside him, you find out that is not the truth. You find out. We only fear, the only fear is it might be too late for you or you might complicate things. So when we talk about authoritative, the word which is Jesus is authoritative because he's not one of the truth. He is the truth. He's not one of the way. He is the way. That's why everyone he called, he said, follow me. Because he's the way. He can't follow you. Oh, yes. That's why people have come and died and gone. But for over 2,000 years, he's still, he's still, people are following him more. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No one, look at all the people that claim saviors. No one has been able to say this, that he's the way. Muhammad said, pray that I find, uh, he said, pray that I'll be accepted. But Jesus said, I am the life, the life, the life. Buddha, Buddha said, I'm going to find the way. But Jesus said, I am the way. I am the way. And the truth. And the truth. The, the truth. The truth. Know your Christ. Oh. So, when you are dealing with Christ, you don't come from an angle of you have opinion of you want to. <laughs> you are wasting your time. <laughs> you are wasting your time. You don't bring new ideas. He's the truth. It won't work. It, it won't work. It won't work. Be there. You are wasting your time. I'm talking about Christ. I'm talking about Christ Jesus. That's why with him you have to become nothing. Because you are nothing. You are nothing with him. Because he's the way, he's the life, the truth. He's the begotten son. He's the invisible. Compared to you, what are you? What are you? If your neighbor cries, sometimes you are nothing. Even some of us are children. He is the way. The way. The way. He's not only what? And no one comes to the Father except Him, by Him. So if you want to get to the Father, I've said it. 
only source, the only way is God. Anyone outside Christ is not to the Father. The one we call Yahweh, God Almighty. And the word no one means no one. No man means no man. It doesn't matter how successful you, you are. Success is not salvation. Success is not godliness. I heard Mike Tyson saying he knows very powerful men and very successful men. But at the same time, most of these powerful and successful men are ungodly people. If anything, the world, the world, the world now reward ungodliness. I'm not against success. You'll be successful. The reason why we are praying there is that you'll be successful. But the so-called success doesn't determine anything. Some of the people success, if they can trick, tell you point blank, you say, no, no, I beg you. I beg you. I beg you. I like my whatever. Like that. So the only way to God is through Jesus. By Jesus. No other way. No other way. No other way. And look at John chapter 10 verse 9. Amen. John chapter 10 verse 9. So John 14 verse 6 says, He is the way, the truth, and the light. And also no one comes to gather to God except through him. And John 10 verse 19, he always went to say, I am the door. I am the door. So he's not only the way, because every way will lead you to a door. But when you get to the door, he is also the door. The door. The door. If any man enter, he shall be saved. He is the door to salvation. Any other door will not bring you salvation. And he's also the door to success. Find pastures. Pastures means what you need. He is the door. He is the door. He is the door. No one is the door. Look at some of the people we relate to, people we meet, and you see that everything is pointing you to them. And you are still following. I have people that they speak the words of people more than the words of God. They believe what people say more than what the door says. Drawing men to men. It's, there's one savior. God has made him what? The Christ. You can live without any man. Of course, when you lose a good man, you lose. When I say man, I mean human mankind. But you see, when it comes to Jesus, when it comes to salvation, when it comes to greener pastures, remember Psalm 23, he leads me to greener pastures, to find pastures. Pastures are your blessing, the great thing. There's only one person, Christ. He's the door. Once you enter, all is before you. Yeah. So if you lose all but you have Christ, you have all things. That statement is true, but you must have Christ. Because he is the way, the truth, the light, and the door. The door. Complete. All complete. You don't need to worry about anything. The same John 8 verse 12 says, 
It's not only the door. It's not only the truth. It's not only the light. It's not only the way. But it's also the light of the world. He is the light of the world. Amen. Amen. See, he said, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. Now, this world is made up of light and darkness. The only way you will not walk in darkness is when you walk in light. And the only way you can walk in light is, is when what? You follow Christ Jesus because he is the light of the world. He is the light. Look, you, all other religions, anyone you follow, you see that it leads you into darkness. If you truly follow Christ, it leads you into light. That's why some, uh, sometimes people come to Christ and they stop following him. Because as you are following him, you enter into light. And the more you enter into light, you begin to see your darkness. And many cannot receive it. They stop. But I see under another scripture, there's another scripture we will read it today. It said, there is no darkness in Christ. So he's the light. Darkness stands for all the evil you see. It's darkness. It's works of darkness, the Bible calls it. And light stands for all the good things. So he is the light of this world. Can't you see the more we are advancing our so-called advancement. Can't you see wickedness is increasing? Now that you have CCTV in every corner, you still feel unsafe than before you had no CCTV. Because as Jesus said, how great is your darkness? 16-year-old girl, you don't feel free when your 16-year-old is by herself alone. Especially mothers. You can't have peace. But I thought we are developed. I thought we have GPS, cameras everywhere, smartphones, but darkness. You see, because light doesn't come by technology, doesn't come by advancement. It comes only by Christ Jesus. It comes only by Christ Jesus. And he is the light of the world. Anyone you follow will take you into darkness. Anyone you follow will take you into darkness. But if you follow Christ, it will take you into. And when you're in darkness, eh, you will see it is dark. Oh, you will see. Uh, you will see it is what? Dark. John chapter 11, verse 25. John chapter 11, verse 25. John chapter 11, verse 25. Amen. So this, 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 your savior, he is light. Yes. One of the problems I have with our modern churches is I believe church must be light up because Christ is light. You see, but we know we are going to start a new church in the name of Jesus soon. It's for young people. The target is between 15 or 16 and 28 year olds. Yes, yes, yes. But that church, when we start, eh, the atmosphere, 
will be a bit dim. Yes. Especially our worship time. Or what do you say? A bit dim. It will not be dim. There won't be too many. I didn't say dark. There won't be too many light. Because we are going to use this type of light. Stage light and things. Because see, that church is, is for people who are active. People who like to move. It's, it's, it's up you people. Some of you, you become Mr. Steve. You don't move. Uh-huh. <laughs> that church, when we start dancing, that light will be changing to the music. It will be changing to the, the colors will be changing. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Because it's like now there's a generation that likes those things. And there's like a generation that is dead to those things. We want that generation too. Yes. It's okay when they come for the light, but we get opportunity to speak to them about Christ. Because that's the mistake the early churches did. They couldn't sweep the new generation in, in United Kingdom, all the new generation. You hear them, I always hear. Oh, you know, when I was a child, my nan used to take me to church. I used to go, I don't go anywhere. So it means that we, we, we failed a generation by bringing them into it. Yeah. Yeah. So sometimes you have to bridge the gap. Yeah. Yeah. It's better to have a person in than to lose the person. If the person is in, he stands a chance of growing, of maturing, of trans. But if he's not in, you don't even stand a chance. Yeah. So that church, dear. Uh, amen. We are coming. Okay, let's read it, please. Mm hmm. Chapter 11, verse, verse 25. 25. Mm-hmm. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. Amen. Amen. So we've, we already know that he is what? The life. But it's also the resurrection. He is the resurrection. So this statement is a serious statement. No one on earth has been able to say this. When Muhammad was going to die, he said, I do not know where I go with. Pray that I will be accepted. Yes. 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 When he died, we knew his tomb. Buddha, the same, they all died. We know where they were buried. But Jesus, when he died, we know where he was buried. And when we went, he wasn't there. But it could be that the body has been stolen. But we found him, the Bible said, for 40 days with the people, eating, drinking. We saw him, the Bible said, ascending before everyone into heaven. Why? He was demonstrated that I am the resurrection. I am the resurrection. And there is life after death. Why not trust on the resurrection? If you think of resurrection and other people, it's because we don't preach such messages. And what you don't preach, people will not know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Why not rely on the resurrection when it comes to resurrection? He is the, the resurrection. Yeah. He was rebuking her when he said, I know that my brother 
will rise up in the last gate. Jesus said, no, I am the resurrection. I've come. What are you saying? I am the resurrection. I am the resurrection. So I have hope that I would, when I die, I will resurrect. I have hope. Today, I saw a picture. The picture was available yesterday. I said they should send it to me. They sent it to me. This dawn, before I started praying, I looked at the picture. I saw my mother and all her grandchildren and her first grandchild. I look at it. Then I miss my mother. Then I said, but I know when I die and I resurrect, you see her. I, that's why I, I mean this dawn. I was looking at the picture. And I said, I saw, I saw, and I see how everybody has scattered. I said, oh, imagine if only we are united. If only we are united. How we will enjoy life. I realized one, some is in America, some is Germany, some is there. We don't talk. Every, say, say, imagine. No, just, just imagine you go to holiday and you go and stay at Community 5. Your mother's home. Just imagine. Imagine. I say, oh, we are destroying ourselves. We are throwing things that matter and we are going after things that don't matter. I said to my, I mean this dawn, I said to myself, I will choose human beings. I will choose human beings. To the faithful, I will become faithful to. I said to myself, because we are throwing things. It gave me memory. Memory, I was looking at the picture like that. Yeah. And I know I will see her. Because he's, she's, she's resurrected. When I die, which I would die at the appointed time, not earlier or later, when I arise, I will see her. I will see her. And, and the Bible says we'll be different, we'll be transformed. So we'll be of higher mindset and origin. So as I was looking at it, I could imagine myself with my hands on my back, with my mother, we are talking. But we are now higher beings. Yes, that's the image. That's how I imagine. I imagine those things. I don't know why I was imagining like that, but I just imagine maybe from a movie. I don't know, but like talking like this, and we we become higher beings. Yeah, I, I will see him. So Jesus is the resurrection. When you die, it's not over. Go and it's not only the Bible that says a lot of. If you don't believe, go and look for the BBC documentary, The Day I Die. They were not Christians, but there's life, scientific research, and the resurrected one. He is the resurrection. Jesus, let's read it. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 20 to 22. Mr. Conroy, welcome. Today we want to know our Jesus more. Yeah, God, we can easily forget these things. Sometimes look at your conversation, your worries. Jesus doesn't even come in. I'm, but he's everything. He is everything. He is the head. He's everything. Sometimes like, you know, 
your faith and hope is on everything except the everything. Yeah. Why? Read it for us, please. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 20 mm-hmm. to 21. Mm-hmm. Which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. Amen. So Jesus is seated far above all powers and principalities. There are hierarchy. The palm readers you see, all those demons, you see all those angels, all those spirit beings, they are real. But Jesus is above all of them. God has put all things under his feet. And he's the head over everything to the church. But the point I want you to know that everything is below Jesus. Everything is below Jesus. So when we don't respect Jesus, it's sad. When we respect other things and other people than Jesus, it's sad. When we fear demons than Jesus, it's sad. The things you fear is under him. That's why it's all about him. When you have him, when you have him, that's why you must seek to have him. Oh, yes. That's why you must follow him hard. When I was going to be ordained, thank you, Holy Spirit. So I was in Ghana, and the Lord said, return back to the United Kingdom. I have a job for you. So I knew I would be a pastor, but I don't know when, I don't know how. So I came to the United Kingdom. My church that I used to go in Ghana don't have any branch in United Kingdom. So when I came to United Kingdom, I joined a church. So when I joined the church, I was in the church. I joined the intercessory of the church. So I was part of the intercessors. Every Monday, we would gather and we would pray. Then all of a sudden, a lot of things began to happen in the church. To cut a long story short, the church was split into three. Yes. The pastors, assistant pastors left. One of the pastors that the pastor of the church considered as a father also left. Then, all of a sudden, the pastor of the church also decided to start a church in Ghana. So he was looking for a pastor here. At that time, I knew the season of me becoming what a pastor. I'm in that season. But as to how, when, where, I didn't know. Listen on. So of usual, I was just following my Christian what? Life. Praying, reading the Bible, serving God, living in righteousness, you know. Just following my Christian life. Then the bishop that when the church split, the bishop that stopped coming came to my house and came to visit me. 
Meanwhile, I was in, when the church split into three, I was in the church. I didn't join anyone. So the bishop came to me. Then he said, he's going to start a church. He wants me to come and join him, partner with him. He will make me, that was to say, he will make me a pastor. And we stand the church. I said, thank you. I thank you that at least you can see that um, potential. So I'll pray about it. Say, okay. Not less, not long, maybe within a week or two, the church that I was, we were just having a casual meeting. The pastor and the pastor said he's going to Ghana and they were asking how will he uh, maintain the church? You know, who will pastor? So I'll make Emmanuel a pastor too pastor the church. So he will make me a pastor to pastor the church. You understand? His interest and the reason why he wants to make me a pastor to pastor his church when he's absent. You see, and the other one is going to form another church. He wants to make me a pastor to partner with him. So that was cool. I still do not know. I said, okay, good idea. About another two weeks time, my pastor who ordained me in Ghana called me. That God said the time has come that he should ordain me for the work that he called, he has called me. I said, okay, when? Do you, do you know the difference? God said he should ordain me for the work that he, God, has called me for. The other one, they can all see potential, but not for God, for themselves. For themselves. For themselves, not for God. And uh, when I was there, they said, go, God himself will lead you. Perhaps if I was in any of those church, whatever God is using me to do today, we wouldn't be doing it. Be careful. When people claim to be vessels of God, pointing you to themselves, you can't do without them then you haven't found Christ. Of course, humans will always need the help of others. In fact, Jesus even said two is better than one. But there is only one way, only one Savior. The man of God is to point you to God. To point you to God is to point you to Christ Jesus. Because if you see Christ, you have seen God. He is the way to God. He is the invincible image to God. Everything has been put under his feet. You consider me the head of this church. Yes, but he's the head of the head. Anybody who is an organization who of the head from you doesn't want to well. He is an unfaithful person. That's why public offices, when you go, you always see the head picture. They're to remind you that whoever you are doing is not the head. That the loyalty goes to the head. He's the head over all things to the church. If it is true the church of Christ, you will know you are meant to die and leave the church to his people. Who, it's his church, isn't it? Yeah. Before he call you, make arrangement for that. Yeah. This Jesus, 
it's important we look at this. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2. He is the author and finisher of our faith. The faith means Christianity. So Jesus is the author and finisher. Christianity, the church, is by him, of him. He started it and he will finish it because it is him. He's the beginning, the end. He's the author. So you cannot talk about Christianity without talking about Christ Jesus. Less than 10% of the new songs talks about Christ Jesus. Mention the name Christ Jesus. Most of the songs that talk about Christ Jesus, mention the name Christ Jesus, are old songs. Most of our messages doesn't talk about Christ Jesus, doesn't teach us about him, doesn't point us to him. Meanwhile, he's the author and the finisher of our faith. Our minds are not on him. Meanwhile, our minds must be on him. Sometimes our minds are even on the pastor than Christ. Meanwhile, our minds are to be on Christ. We are not afraid of the author and the finisher of our faith. We are even afraid of the pastor. It's an error. It's an error. He is the author and the finisher. He died. Only him died. No man. Only him died. Understand. Because if you are looking to God, you always see God in your pastor. But no. That he's not. You, 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 yes, you see God through him. You like him. But know that the altar is there. The, the head is there. Which is Jesus. It's about Jesus. I understand the way I see you matter. But it is more of the way Jesus sees you. It is more of the way Jesus thinks about you. It is very important to. Very important to. Forget about me oh. Forget about me. It's more. When I pray for you, do you know I don't answer the prayer? He answers. When I lay hands on you, I don't heal you. He heal you. But we forget. He's the author and the finisher. Jesus is real. If Jesus is not real, I will not be here. And if Jesus is not real, you will not be here. Yeah. Because some of you, you are very smart. By now, you will know that in their gimmicks, this is gimmicks, you would be gone. Some of you have been to places. So if you see, you recognize. Yeah. But he's real. I do this for him. Oh, yes. I don't even do it for you. If I say I do it for you, I am a liar. I do it for him. And it's because I'm doing it for him. That's why I'm concerned about you. Because I know he's looking at my heart. He's looking at my motive. One of the words now I want to stop saying is tell people I'll pray for them. Yes. But the reason is now, it's like when I say I'll pray for you, it's like I am held to pray for you. Do you get it? Uh-huh. So now, <laughs> I want to be careful. 
Uh-huh. Because you say, but you said you pray for him. You are not there. You didn't know. You see, by the altar is there. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. You say, but he is relying on you. You said you pray for him. This Jesus, the same Hebrew say, he does not change. The same Hebrew say, he's the same yesterday and today and forever. Hebrews chapter 13 verse 8. So Jesus does not change. It's your modern life that is changing. It is you, 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 your body that is changing. It is your desires that is changing. It is the way you do things that is changing. But Jesus does not change. So Jesus doesn't understand. For us, you put it that over, we are in a new era. You are in a new era, but he is not. Whatever Jesus was beginning up to now, he is the same. The standard has not changed. The requirement has not changed. And it's forever. Forever. Forever means forever. Textbook changes. One of my, in fact, one of my daughter was going to uni. Beginning, she bought a textbook first year. Before the end of the first year, said, the same textbook, you have to buy another one because they have made a change in it. But I see the Bible don't change. Because Jesus don't change. <laughs> Jesus don't change you. What he required, he still required. What he was, he is still the same. He doesn't understand that the world has changed. If you understand, he does not understand. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. There's new ways, no new ways. Like as I was saying, that the, 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 sec, the other church, we will bring the light, the stage light. It's not because Christ has changed. Because now, you, there's a generation that don't see that. They can only identify those lights to discos. Because when they were growing out, the only place they saw those lights is disco. So they cannot receive that light in church. But there's a new generation that when you go into their room, lead light and this light is common. It's in their room decorating. So when they see those lights in church, it's not about disco. It's not sin. So they can receive that light. But not because Jesus has changed. We do things for your benefit so that you can receive. But he has not. That's why we must be careful not to be quick to judge. Jesus. 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 Last scripture. Jesus. First Peter chapter 2 verse 22. Jesus. Jesus. Jesus is real. 
Jesus is real. I think about Jesus more than all of you. I worry about how he sees me. Oh, yes. The more I think about him, I realize the more I think about you. The more I worry about how he sees me, the more I realize that I worry about you. The more I realize that I can have a negative effect or a positive effect on you. I am no good man by myself. But I realize the more I look at the light, the more I give myself to the light, the more I see darkness. The more I say, darkness, I don't want you. But in me, myself, by nature, no, 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 no. That's why I'm always following him. That's why he's become my priority. Do you know the number of things I have to fight? Because evil can become normal to you. Bible says, woe unto those who call good evil. Anything your eyes see, your eyes see, will become normal to you. First Peter chapter 2, verse 22. He's talking about Jesus. He said, who he committed no sin. No deceit was found in his mouth. Jesus, Jesus was without sin. He did not commit sin. There was no deceit, deceit, manipulation, deception in his mouth. His words were not gimmicks. Was not watered down because he is the truth. Jesus, Jesus, how I love you, how I prove him more and more. Jesus, Jesus, precious Jesus, hold for. blessed by the teachings of God's Word. For audio CDs, videos, books and other information, please visit our website on www.devotionallightchurch.com. God bless you.